for the first time. It's 8.39, 21 here before 9. Time to check in and find out what Wall Street's doing to you this week here. I was watching while I was out of town and going, Lordy Gersh almighty, what's going on all week long? It was down, down, down. Then we kind of turned around on Friday. Let's get a bird's eye view as to what's going on. Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services is on the phone. Philip, good morning. I'm glad to be back, and it's good to hear your voice. Hey, I'm so glad to have you back. And uh, it, it's, uh, you know, you're, you radio guys, you're used to talking, 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 and not taking a breath. Uh, us financial guys, not so much. So it was, uh, it was quite the uh, the job last week. <laughs> now you know how I feel when you're gone. <laughs> I was teasing you when I first got you on the phone before we went on the air. My lord, I was watching. I was sitting up on St. George's Island up on the Panhandle, going Monday. Bruh. Tuesday down, Wednesday down. We uh, even after with a pretty nice recovery on Friday, and I'll get to the specific numbers in a minute. Uh, the Dow is still down like two and a half percent from the beginning of the week last week. My Lord in heaven, did things go to heck in a handbasket? Uh, well, you, you and I were noodling it through the the financial stocks. I know were a disappointment. I don't think we had one out of the 10 or 15 big ones that actually had a report that pleased investors, but it really put investors in a foul mood last week, didn't it? Well, well it did. I, I think if you look at the earnings, the, some of the earnings, I mean, obviously the earnings were good, except for, I mean, pretty much except for Goldman. Goldman was a real disappointment. But but I think what we saw last week with the earnings of uh, of the financials is that they're looking ahead and they're looking mm -hmm. at the, you know, the, the tough times coming and they're basically making bigger loan loss reserves. And so when they do that, that's going to affect, um, obviously, their bottom line. Yep. I, I should I should specify more. The, 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 their reports were not positive, but it was almost it was almost exclusively, except for Goldman, as you said, the guidance and uh, the financial bigwigs are basically not very optimistic about 2023, are they? No, they're, they're really not. And, and I, I think for good reason, right? Uh, yeah, well, you and I have been talking about that now for about a year and a half, expecting this to happen. So, uh, to quantify it, Friday was a roar back day, and uh, once I quantify it, I'm going to ask you what caused that. On the Dow, we went up by 331 points. That's a full percent in one day, and everybody had to sigh a relief at the end of that. Standard & Poor's was up by 74, NASDAQ up by 288. It was just one of those really good days. NASDAQ, that was two and two-thirds percent all in one day. Uh, I was on the road all day, so I really wasn't watching my tickers. Was there any one thing that generated it, or did did we finally hit a resistance level at thirty three thousand on the Dow that turned everything around? I kind of see a kind of a severe bump every time we went below thirty three. It rebounded right back up. I, I don't know if there's a resistance level there. I think that, um, and this is just my opinion, be, because there's no rhyme or reason, right, as to why we saw it, because we've been seeing really. The markets behave based on bad news being really good news and, and vice versa because of the Fed. But I think now what we're seeing is that they're looking through what's happened in this first week of, uh, of the season and say, okay, well, maybe not. I mean, we, we did have a good, let's face it, Dave, we did have a good first two, two and a half weeks of this year. And so I think some of it in, in last week was just give back. I'm going to give back. I made some money, you know, since the first of the year. So I'm going to take my earnings off the table 
because of what I'm seeing when it comes to earnings season and what I'm seeing because of other issues. Now, Friday obviously was a turnaround. Not sure exactly what caused that, um, but, but it obviously was a nice little bounce to end the week. Somewhere a computer must have figured it was time to buy again, evidently. But yeah, we were talking before we went on the air that we've always had this template, especially when we're sensitive to interest rates. Bad news is good news. A crummy economic report from the country means less reason for the Fed to raise interest rates precipitously. And now that we're into earnings season, it's almost kind of like that template is going backwards. Now bad news really is bad news because, you know, it's just as bad to have your stocks tank because of crappy performance than it is to have the Fed make it harder for them to make money by raising interest rates. So we're actually responding in the way that you'd expect a rational economic response to be. Yeah, exactly. And I'm looking at Friday's daily charts, and um, there was nothing really that said, hey, let's take off from here. It was all really just gradual increases across the day. Yeah, I didn't. I, I'm looking at the daily chart on Friday. There was a little, little bump at 10 o'clock, but after which it was just generally, if you took the smooth average, it pretty much was a steady upward tick all the way through the day without any grandiose pauses one way or the other. So that it prompted my question as to whether or not there was something on Friday morning in the economic reports that changed to, changed everybody's mind. But I'm I'm still kind of at the moment of saying, okay, 33,000. It's kind of looking like a resistance level on the Dow that investors don't want to see it go below for the moment. Well, it could very well be. I mean, at least at this point. But, uh, you, you know, we got some more stuff coming out this week. And, and I think that's going to be uh, it could be just, you know, hey, look, let's take some gains and, and let's uh, ride this thing up a little bit before we get some more news. And we don't have much news coming out until Thursday, actually. Um, which will be the normal jobs number, and we'll get some of the final. Actually, well, I'll take that back. We get the GDP, Dave, on uh, on Thursday. So uh, oh, cool. yeah, that'll be yeah, that'll be that, interesting. That could, that could spin us either direction, depending upon which way it goes. We also have a bunch of the glamour stocks, I gather, reporting. Maybe not this week, but soon. And they happen to be ones that are on the uh, on that listing of companies that have been laying off workers, cutting prices and whatnot. Microsoft and uh, Tesla all expected to re report over the next few days. And those are things that make uh, make investors a little on the nervous side because they're both in kind of high risk industries at the moment. Well, they are. They've been they've been cutting back staff. And I, I read a couple articles over the weekend um, about Google employees. There was really. They, those people are spinning, man, because there was no evidently rhyme or reason of who got laid off and why. Um, the article I read said there were people that just got promoted to new positions, uh, meaning that they had done well and they were getting elevated. They got laid off. Um, <laughs> so they the, the employees were really, even those that are still there, were complaining about, you know, and, and, you know, the CEO, I take full responsibility. The, the indication was, well, what does that mean? Is there any consequences? Are you going to cut your bonus? Are you going to not get a bonus this year? What? Uh, no, no, that's not going to happen. That's probably why he's cutting jobs is to keep his bonus. I was going to say right? he's, he's doing it to protect his dang bonus. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, you got to yeah, get the stock price back up. And we talk about Google's big layoff, a little one today comparatively, but Spotify's not the big a company there. They're mentioning 600 layoffs in the offing there as well. Most of the big layoff numbers that we're seeing are coming out of the high-tech companies like Google, like Spotify, like Facebook, like Twitter. And uh, uh, I found it kind of interesting. One of the things came across my ticker 
is that even with all the high-tech layoffs we've, uh, you know, that we're reading about, you'd expect Silicon Valley to look like a vast wasteland right now. Last quarter, they actually gained jobs in Silicon yeah. Valley. And that's still hard for me to, to grasp, Dave, because, you know, so many companies have left Silicon Valley and gone to Austin, Texas, um, has kind of become a secondary um, tech mecca. And so, you know, it gives me some pauses to really um, hard to believe in some circumstances. Well, the headline level doesn't say whether the new jobs they're creating for baristas and waiters and waitresses and bartenders, too. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, I'm- I've, I've been coding in C plus for the last 20 years. Oh, good. Can you make a latte? <laughs> I mean, we're laughing at somebody else's misfortune. I don't mean to do that. But one thing does need to be brought out, too. All of these California companies, California has a very, very generous straight law about severance, where you have to give a guy two months of severance pay when you lay them off. So it's not like it's an immediate dumping 10,000 people onto the unemployment lines. You've got two months to find another job, which kind of softens the blow on Silicon Valley as well. Well, it does. It does. But still, you know, that's um, if tech is laying off, it's going to become harder for tech guys to get a job at another tech firm. Yeah, all those Californians that have been bragging about how great and secure their economy is are now going, well, Maybe not. <laughs> the secession movement is ending quickly out there. <laughs> Other than the GDP on uh, Thursday, uh, we've got a bunch of glamour stocks that are reporting this week. Anything else that might be affecting the market this week in terms of a feeling that you've got? My fear and greed index has tipped over toward greed since I left town, which kind of surprised me. Well, maybe because the market dropped and because of Friday. I don't know, but it's uh, it's just a hard thing to read right now, Dave. It really is. Uh, Let's reset the table. We don't know where we're going, but we can tell you where we're at, which is uh, better than a poke in the eye with a sharp stick. Friday was an up day, like we said, 331 up on the Dow and the NASDAQ, up a full 2.5% plus. 45 minutes before we open this morning, are we going to be able to keep the green ink going, Philip? You know, Dave, surprisingly, we've got some green ink, um, and it's gone up from where it was um, early this morning when I looked at it first thing. We've got the Dow up a quarter of a percent. That's $85. We've got the S&P 500 up a tenth of a percent. And then we've got the NASDAQ 100 up a tenth of a percent as well. But it is green ink to, to at least start off the day right now. On the other side, though, we do see silver is giving back quite a bit, um, down 1.9% this morning, uh, but down below 24. Last week, it traded in and out of 24 a couple of times. Uh, at $23.48 an ounce right now. Uh, we got gold still up above $1,900 an ounce at $1,922. That's up on about a third of a percent. And then crude oil is jumping back up there, David. It dropped a little bit on Friday, but uh, up almost nine-tenths of a percent this morning, back up to $82.31 a barrel. That sounds, just from my memory, like about the same neighborhood it was when we talked a week ago Friday, though, so I'm not overly concerned about that. It sounds like just turkey-jerky stuff over the weekend, doesn't it? It, Well, it kind of does. I mean, it was up and down over the week last week, and I did see gas prices back up almost to $2.40 a gallon. Oh, yeah. I, I noticed that when I got home. It's it's cheaper it's cheaper up in the panhandle, which really surprises me. Evidently, the pipeline up there is working a lot better than our ships are. 
<laughs> I, I should have gassed up when I was still in Perry, but no, I decided to stretch the gas and ended up pay, paying about 20 cents a gallon more. Uh, once again, uh, we're looking at a decent start to the day. Overseas markets, there I found what I was looking for. Asian rim markets generally up, some of them markedly at the 6 a.m. close this morning. Europe is kind of looking at our progress this morning and up similar percentages, a tenth of a percent, two tenths of a percent halfway through their day. Somebody needs to find out how to keep that plan for retirement going strong. The kind of moves that we had last week don't bode well if you're heavy into equities. How do I find you to get the risk out of my portfolio, Philip? David, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement design where we'll help them design the retirement they always dreamed of. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning, same time. Philip, thank you so much. You have a good day. All right, buddy. You too. Glad you're Be back. Well, it's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope that you get a good start to this week and are blessed throughout the week. Hey, look, remember, we're here every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same place. I'll see you again in 24 hours. Bye now.